Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. Hey, I'm Zach and I built a dragon wagon in my apartment. Hey, I'm Ben and I almost died on Opa at Mount Olympus. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to almost die at Mount Olympus, but uh, this was on, um, yeah, so Opa's their Zamperla spinning wild mouse, and so sometimes what happens is the cars come in and they don't lock in the, uh, in like the non-spinning position, so they have to send the car around, and it goes through spinning the whole time, so um, our friend and I, we convinced the ride operator to let us ride it with it spinning and because the lap bars are really are just like really bad on that ride and they're individual they don't have that over the over the head one it we were spinning in those two quarter turns before the double up and it was just this like really abrupt spinning you know jerk sensation it's probably one of the few times i actually thought i was gonna die on a roller coaster Wow, man. Just like picturing that is kind of hilarious because I'm seeing like a teacup ride on a track, basically. Yeah, and like, it, and it wasn't like spinning aggressively. It was just how the position was going into those two turns. It was like a, just really awkward. Like a really awkward, like side movement with airtime. And there's no uh, real sides on the cars either. So, yeah, I got to imagine there was some like major squish going on whoever was on the outside oh yeah definitely it it was me but yeah all right well i'm sure you got squished pretty good then the best part about that ride (laughs) squishing always makes a fun ride before i came out i would just get squished on rides that was how i got my action (laughs) well cheers to that uh and Speaking of which, what are you drinking tonight? So, um, I'm still kind of sick, and I feel like shit, so, um, I'm just drinking some Templeton Rye, six-year rye whiskey, and some, uh, apple-flavored bubbly. You're straight up doing a Ron Swanson, dude. I gotta respect that. Yeah, but I think the bubbly counteracts most of the... Most of the manliness of the whiskey is counteracted by the apple fucking bubbly, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, if it was me, I'd be like, I just popped four NyQuil's and I'm going to see how much fun this podcast is. <laughs> I'd say, hey, there's a good idea. Yeah, you know, it's always fun. As long as you stay awake, it's a good time. Anyway, uh, that is not actual advice. That is just um, personal opinion. So... I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm sipping on hams. Nice, nice. Not from a six-pack roulette? No, no, I got a full six-pack. Just breaking another one off right now because the one I was sipping is almost empty. Which accounts for all that crinkling. So, let's get into the news. So, um... The roller coaster, the Schwarzkopf triple looping coaster that if... If you're remotely interested in roller coasters, I'm sure you've heard the story by now. Um, but there was a, yeah, there's a triple loop roller coaster very similar to Mindbender at Galaxyland. Um, the ride was known to run without any trim brakes installed, 
and so it looks like the axles of the last car broke off. Um, two people were killed, and there were others that sustained um, injuries. So it's kind of like it happened again. You know, the ride without trim brakes, or the ride with trim brakes, I'm sure it's already forceful, so I can't imagine um, how forceful that ride was without the trim brakes. I remember Mindbender at Galaxyland with trim brakes was already pretty intense. So I'm sure the ride was fantastic, but a little terrifying. Well, I can imagine uh, operating for so long with all those forces and like perhaps maybe not the best maintenance budget or whatever. All those factors come into play. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the Mindbender at Galaxy, they actually switched to a, it's an all front car train. And it's only three cars instead of four to apparently handle the forces better. Well, yeah, well, um, not going to make any jokes about this one. Just going to go ahead and say this is sad and uh, we hope the best for the family. Insert RCT sound effect. <laughs> so the Skyliner opened at Walt Disney World. Um, you know. Whatever. They got another transportation system. Cool. No air conditioning. All right. Whatever. Don't fart. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen. So I heard they can accommodate an ECV and four people. Each gondola. What's ECV? Is that a disabled guest? Like a rascal scooter. Oh, okay. Specifically, so it can park a rascal scooter. And accommodate four more guests. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully... I can't. <laughs> well, you've been to Orlando. You know there's going to be some horrible smells in that thing, regardless of if anybody farts or not. Oh yeah, no, no, no deodorants. Um, a diet made up of like chilies, Applebee's, McDonald's, Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. All of all that fun stuff. Starbucks. Just. <laughs> <laughs> if if they're open, if they're open, that's <laughs> just sweating it out on the motherfucking skyliner. Oh lord, gross. Um so Silver Dollar City is premiering their fall quote pumpkin fest quote. It's a not scary fall event because Jesus Parks don't like scary. No. I mean there's already no- there's already nothing scarier than like a bunch of white Christians in one place. Um, so I, I guess they don't really have to try too hard. But the... Uh, with like, just with terrible gospel music and people clapping off beat everywhere. Yeah. That sounds terrible. They could have like a, they could have like a, like a, like a, a scare maze called like uh, the priest's lap or something. <laughs> or, uh, uh. There's, there's way too many jokes to make with that. Anyway. Yeah, well, I uh, I mean, Silver Dollar City's a great park, and it would make for a great Halloween event there if they did it, but I don't think this event... Nah, not my type of thing. Um, Lagoon's new ride, Primordial, is having significant construction delays and probably won't open until 2021. 
Now, uh, much like Lagoon traditionally does, uh, there's very little known about this ride. So promote, promote, I can't even say it. I don't even know what it means. What does primordial mean? Um, like in the age of dinosaurs. Oh, so that's just like a slap in the face to the Mormons who live in Utah. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that's probably why the ride's not, honestly, why it's probably having, if it's having issues, it's probably why it's having issues. There's just like Mormons boycotting the trucks coming in with track. <laughs> no, it's, it's the, um, it's the spirit of, of the gold plates. They're haunting the park of some kind. I don't know. <laughs> Utah, Utah's weird with that shit. Well, I've never been to Lagoon. I'd like to go. Cannibal looks really sick, but, you know. So, if you ever go to Salt Lake City, there's that giant Mormon-like temple that looks like the Disney castle. So, it's always fun, like, to go to the city and be like, hey, where's the Disney castle? <laughs> Is this Disney World? Yeah, I posted a picture of that temple on Facebook, and I checked in at Disney World. And, like, 13 people on my Facebook friends list believed it was actually Disney, so. Yay! Geography. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> so, um, a video popped up online of some random roller coaster in Germany. And the speculation is that the roller coaster will be featured on a Carnival Cruise Line Mardi Gras ship. That'll be an expensive credit I probably won't ever pursue, so. Yeah, no, it doesn't look very exciting, but it is pretty cool that there's going to be a roller coaster on a cruise line ship. Um, like, looking at the rendering they have in that article and the, the, the video to compare it to, it looks exactly the same, so I'm sure... The, the roller coaster that's at the manufacturing plant is the one going there because it's identical to the rendering. But it's it's pretty cool that they're going to build one on a, on a cruise ship. That is probably, yeah, that is got to be the first one. That's interesting. So, uh, Rise of the Resistance at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will have a 15-minute ride cycle. Holy shit, imagine the downtimes. That's a uh, that's just enough time for like a male Star Wars nerd to ejaculate twice. So that's cool. <laughs> Boba Fett. Hey, bring your girl on the ride. It could be like a whole thing, your anniversary, conceiving your kid. You want to you wanna climax in the battle scene. <laughs> Actually, it's a fetish of mine. I can only come in the battle scene of Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland. Yeah, put that in your Tinder bio. <laughs> You'll get some very specific hits, I'm sure. Might be more of a fet life thing. Yeah. So, Valley Fair, with the exclamation point has been granted autistic-friendly designation. Or, sorry. Valley Fair has been granted auti- <laughs> <laughs> It has been granted a... a auti- er, Valley Fair has been granted a autistic-friendly designation. 
Remember when Wild Thing had that accident? <laughs> yeah, I mean, whew, 2006, right? Oh shit, it's been that long, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That ride is very forgettable. I mean, it's okay. It's it's fine. It's not what you'd expect out of a hyper coaster, but it's fine. So, Ghost Town in the Sky might reopen. Uh, I don't know. We'll take any bets over here. Uh, if they do, we'll take any bets on how many weeks they'll actually be open for. If they do open, whatever. Place your bets here. My bet is that Cliffhanger will operate exactly three and a half laps before it goes back into SBNO. <laughs> that ride looks fucking awesome but it's never been open long enough to ride it no it, i think it it like tested once with the new trains or something or maybe it never even tested with the trains the new trains looked pretty cool though um it's too bad it never worked that ride looks awesome yeah it's like a drop out of the station into a loop yeah dude it's fucking it's like all based off of being on the top of the mountain, so it looks great. Yeah. So an autistic man is suing Disney World for changing their policy about people with disabilities being able to skip the lines. I mean, he should have just gone to Valley Fair. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I mean, at the same time, like, I, I gotta imagine that Disney World is kind of... It's like the... Disney World is like the, the disability guess like you know mecca probably for the world i can't imagine another park that's as accommodating for people with disabilities so i gotta like do you think they have fast pass like for disabled guests just because there's probably so many probably you're disabled plus (laughs) extra 99 dollars comes with a wheelchair Six Flags has put in a bid to acquire Cedar Fair, which they are apparently considering. Holy shit. Yes, please make my Six Flags membership more worthwhile than it already is. Yeah, I. I'm it's one of those things that I'm sure it could very well happen, but it just doesn't seem like it'll end well. I wonder, like, you think you think Six Flags will, if that were to happen, would Six Flags completely overtake Cedar Fair, or would it be a pretty good, like, mixture combination? Well, because of this shocking news, that's actually going to be our main topic. So, let's get through the other segments and get right back onto that. It's time for the Disney Minute. Good. Disney Minute. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Gonna go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on Earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. 
with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Dinoland USA may be replaced by Wakanda and Black Panther characters. Early morning magic has returned to the Magic Kingdom. The Disney Minute. <laughs> Alright, now it's time for a very fun segment. I love it, you love it. It's the Killer Coaster of the Week. This week's Killer Coaster, Batman the Ride at Six Flags over Georgia. So um, I just want to say that no hat is worth climbing three fences for. I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly there. Amazon two-hour shipping. Pay the extra five ninety nine. <laughs> well, it's a Batman clone. That one's got that... Um... Super long ass queue line you can't skip. Like um like that one in St. Louis, you can't skip either. Yeah, no, there's a substantial queue for both of those. It's long. Yeah, I'm surprised they never did anything with that. Like not even a sh- like a single shortcut. Yeah, cuz of course the exit path is also very long. Well, luckily that one they didn't have to um well, actually, that's the that's what the third Batman clone that's had issues because they're. I think the La, the uh, the one at Laronde also had an issue with like a maintenance worker, right? I think that was that was pretty recent shit. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, nothing. I'll state this very clearly. Nothing is worth jumping a fence into a roller coaster area for. Not anything you dropped and not taking some sick picture. None of that is worth going into a ride restricted area for. I mean, maybe if you lost like a bag of weed and you're in a non-legal state. Questionable. Use your own judgment. Maybe at least wait till the park closes. It makes me think of uh, that, like, urban exploring site where the people climbed in on the lift hill of all the rides at Carowinds. Oh, yeah, those are good pictures. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Actually, when, uh, when I was living in Denver, actually, people would break into Elitch all the time um, because the you can actually climb a single fence without barbed wire. And get into that park when it's closed, and no one's gonna catch you. <laughs> FYI, don't do it. We are not condoning that behavior. We are simply talking out of experience. Then that's how this entire podcast works, really. We don't condone anything that we do. Yeah, and it, like sharing an experience is not condoning things. Just don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. And if you're like 13. Don't look up to us. Definitely not. Enjoy riding roller coasters and don't do anything stupid. You need to you need to follow the regular progression of a coaster enthusiast and look up to Rob Alvey till you're about 15, 16. And then move on to uh, Taylor. Yeah, look up to Taylor Bybee. He seems like a good guy. Thank God. Yeah. That's... He better take over Rob Alvey's like, entire dynasty. Perhaps. I mean... He's growing quite a 
quite a fan base on YouTube there. All right. So, listener questions: What is on your roller coaster bucket list? Shit. Well, damn. All right, I got a couple. I really want to ride Expedition G-Force at Holiday Park in Germany. That's a good one. Or, shit, I, I think Germany's got a lot of ones. Like, uh, for me, definitely Terran and Black Mamba. Um, that uh, DC Rivals coaster in Australia at that movie park. Oh yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, especially with that back with that back row backwards. I think also for me, um really like to ride T Express in South Korea. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say that one too. And uh Ijanaika and Dodonpa in Japan, both of those. Yeah, those are two good ones, too. Shit, there's also Japan. Like, I think... Well, like, Japan's got all those really old um, Togo rides. Which look really cool, and I'd love to ride those. They look cool, but I don't know if they're, like, bucket bucket list cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my two favorite ride sensations are... 80 miles per hour in a shopping cart going down a coat hanger track and like riding a refrigerator down a hill. I feel like that sums up Togo's experience. <laughs> well, I just, I like airtime and then I also like, I don't know, extreme stuff like good launch. I love, I love that. And like, I do really enjoy 4D coasters, you know, shit like that. Yeah, and Asian Ica's, I mean, I'm sure that ride is even crazier than X2. Comparing the videos side by side, X2 kind of looks, uh, well, it's, it's weird, like, going back, I went to Magic Mountain, the last time I was there was in 2017, um, so it was like eight years after you and I were there, um, and I remember the first time I rode X2 being like completely blown away i even got to ride it in a hailstorm and i fucking loved it um but yeah like i remember riding it and like then like you i looked at it recently when i was there again and i'm like man this ride looks like kind of small and not too intense but then i rode it and i was like oh shit yeah it's still good so i can't imagine what asian ike is like because it does some crazy, like, full rotations, both, like, both ways. Yeah, man. Asian Ica looks really awesome, and that's why I really want to ride it, you know? Well, uh, yep. You should send all your questions over our way. Um, send them over to yourfavoritecoastersucks at gmail.com. It's spelled exactly how you would expect it, because... We know English, damn it. I mean, you could spell your, just misspell the your, like, the wrong version, you are. You are, favorite coaster sucks. That's what I had to do with our Facebook page. 
because they were like, this contains profanity. And so I was like, fine, we'll just spell it the fun way. Anyway, yeah, send your questions to us, please. Or follow us on the socials. Instagram, we post some fun stuff. Twitter, we always get some funny tweets going. And uh, shouts to Silver Dollar City for that funny interaction we got with them. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So, um, what, what did, what, yeah, to sum it up, it was, um, Silver Dollar City. What was, what did they quote again? How many funnel cakes is too many? Yeah, how many funnel cakes is safe to eat in a day? And, uh, we said, we, we retweeted and commented, Rob Alvey would know, is qualified to answer this. And Silver Dollar City replied and tagged Theme Park Review. Yeah, that's awesome. They, it's great they knew like who he was. That was pretty funny. And said, any ideas? <laughs> so, big shouts to Silver Dollar City's uh public relations or social media team for that go give them a follow while you're at it because obviously they got some humor in them so um got a trip report yeah okay so on friday what was that um the fourth um i drove out from Chicago with my girlfriend and I want to give her shouts. Um, I don't think she's listening to this, but doesn't matter. I want to give shouts. Rianne, you're awesome. So, uh, we drove out from Chicago in the morning time to St. Louis, got down there, uh, right about opening time. And we managed to get on every coaster during Fright Fest and uh, use the dining plan to get a meal. Yeah, so what was all open? What did y'all ride? So very impressively, every coaster was open except for Boomerang. And they were all running two trains. Yeah, that's pretty good. And this was what day of the week, what day of the week was it? This was a Friday. And, of course, it was Fright Fest because it was beginning of October. Okay. Got on Batman first. Um, it's fun. You know, Batman. Uh, we did Ninja. Not too bad. Um, Mine Train. It's kind of cool because it was nighttime. Nothing special. Um, trying to think of what else stood out. Screaming Eagle. Fantastic. Was running excellently. Uh, We rode on a non-wheel seat near the back. And there was like four or five great pops of airtime. And since it was nighttime, it was all dark out in the woods. So it was great, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising how hit or miss that ride can be. I've only ever had bad rides on it, but... um. I can definitely sense the potential there if it ran well. I was very impressed. 
I had never ridden it and had it been that good before. Um, let's see. Boss was not running as shitty as when I was there before. But it's still pretty rough and pretty boring. So do you think there's a big difference with that helix gone? No. It's still pretty boring. I mean, I know it's been said many, many, many times, but fuck, RMC that thing. You'll have your next coaster for the 10 years. Yeah, if if they do RMC that ride, it hopefully they, you know, don't cut out like 60% of the layout like Six Flags likes to do when they cheap out on their RMCs. Yeah, but even so, it's so long that it wouldn't be like it would still be awesome. Iron Boss 2022. Come on, let's make it happen. Um we rode, you know, Pandemonium, fun, whatever. Um, American Thunder is awesome. Still running awesomely. And, of course, Mr. Freeze, which is always awesome. So, uh, we drove further into Missouri that night. And we stayed there, woke up, drove out to Oklahoma, and went to Frontier City. It's really small. And if you're going there just for coasters, don't expect to spend more than, like, two hours there. We got on everything really quick. Yeah, what's it's? They have what, like three, three coasters? They've got a wooden coaster that's. I don't even know who manufactured that thing. It's, it's, fun, but it's not great. It's nothing fantastic, you know. Um, they've got a Schwarzkopf traveling with a single loop, which is awesome, of course. They've got a Vacoma family suspended coaster, which is actually surprisingly fun for what it is. So it's like the one. So it's like the ones they have at uh, what, like Kings Island, and is it a custom one or is it the standard? I'm not sure. I haven't been to Kings Island really since like 2009, but like, it's a family Vacoma suspended coaster. It was fun for what it was you know there was some good foot choppers in the last part of it with the supports nice um oh they have an aero shuttle looper there oh yeah i always forget about that one yeah and we rode in the back row so we got that great papa airtime yeah man there's only three of those left now which is kind of i think there's three there was four we rode that lat we rode that uh fun stop or fun spot one yeah, yeah. And we were in the front row. I remember that video. I have been on, very proud to have been on four of them. They're not that great. I've only been on two. Yeah, I've only been on two. They're fun, but they're, I mean, Schwarp Shops are better, personally. But they're not bad. They're fun. <laughs> Shit, they aged, they have aged better than pretty much every other Arrow ride. Yeah, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no turns, so, but no, I would agree with that, because even the, even the one that, even the one at Elich is, like, still in pretty good condition, it's not rough or anything. Yeah, so, like, (laughs) here's something funny, I warned, um, Rianne that 
there was going to be a crazy pop of airtime on the first drop since we were in the back row. And she was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then after the ride, she was like, holy shit, you didn't, like, I didn't think you really meant, like, a crazy pop of airtime. Yeah, it's, um, did you just ride it once? Yeah, just the once, because we were trying to get on our way to Texas, which we did. And we made it to Texas that night. Now, this is a Saturday, Fright Fest. We get to Texas. It is 92 fucking degrees outside. So, here's something handy. I paid for the highest tier uh, Six Flags membership, which happens to include two flash passes for any attractions. Well, not any. It has restrictions, but two flash passes, any visit to any park. Nice. I wonder if you can use that on rides like uh, Max Force and all that. It's not good on Max Force. It's good on everything else, though, at Great America. So, like, at least Goliath. That's cool. But, yeah, um, so we ended up getting those, and at Texas and at St. Louis, they make you tell them what ride you're going to get them on before you get them. And you have to pick them up at that time yeah you like go scan your pass okay and because at great america when i did it they didn't ask me what rides i was going on they were like yep here you go and you could just go on whatever it just said not good on max force but at st louis and texas they were like what rides do you want them for And (laughs) and interestingly uh, you know, Frontier City is like recently back into Six Flags management. So they like had no idea that it was supposed to be two. They were like, oh, here's one. And we were like, no, 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 no. We get two. That's pretty cool that they that they still do it there. I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, that place is interesting. It was worth a one-time visit. But yeah, so we get to Texas. It's Fright Fest, 92 degrees outside. Saturday, nighttime, fucking packed. And no one wearing deodorant. That's right, motherfucker. 92 degrees, no deodorant, clouds of B.O. everywhere. Now, you've been to this park, correct? Yeah, yeah. This was my first visit. I did not realize that the park had a confusing as fuck layout. Oh yeah, I remember trying to run to uh Texas Giant the first time I was there. And yeah, I, I like couldn't find it. Yeah, so like we get in and it's crowded. There's a 30 literally a 30 minute line to get through the security. Damn. Yeah, so we finally get in. We're like, all right, let's get our, like, flash passes. So we get them for um, Mr. Freeze and New Texas Giant, of course. So we're like, cool. And now, um, Rianne used to live in Dallas, so she had a friend who was a coworker, and we were going to 
meet them. So we like get on our rides quick, do Mr. Freeze. It was awesome. Better than the one in St. Louis because the theming was better and the ride was lit at night. So you could actually see some stuff. Cool. And, oh, fuck. Um, Texas Giant, back row, fucking amazing. That's my favorite RMC now. So what did you like uh, more about that one versus, um, like, Outlaw Run and Goliath? Um, I love the airtime on it. Because there was, like, five moments of great ejector air. Mm-hmm. And, like, those turns were really great, too. I know. I do remember. I, I definitely liked. I really liked Texas Giant. I don't know if it's my favorite RMC. But I do remember that one with those lap bars having. Like, the lap bars are triangular shaped. So it was like having this very thin pressure point on your thighs. Um, and the last time I rode it, I rode in the back row. And I actually had to like death grip the lap bar just so. Because, because my thighs are in so much pain. They have these giant welts um, from the airtime. Which, welts, I will always welcome some welts from airtime, but on that ride, it was a little a little uncomfortable. I really, Good, though. I really loved it. Uh, we rode everything else at over Texas. I mean, the standout rides, of course. Texas Giant. That's the best ride in the park. It's my favorite RMC. Um, Titan, surprisingly good. Yeah, Titan's good. I remember Goliath being, like, boring. So, like, I was expecting that out of Titan. And, man, did it surprise me. We rode back row, and shit. First drop, airtime. Coming out of the first turn, airtime. Pulling out the bunny hill. Airtime. Like... Yeah, I think the best part about that ride for me is that upward helix with the head choppers. I could... I want more of that. Yeah, that was nice. I had to put my hands down. Pussy. <laughs> Kept him up for the tunnel, though, at least. Man, I'm 6'6". Six, six. I put my hands up on every roller coaster in hopes of, like, a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, so we went back on Sunday. We rode everything. Got on Texas Giant and Titan in the front row. And, I mean, nothing else outstanding there. We got some really shitty customer service when we were getting food on Sunday. That just seems normal. <laughs> yeah, it's Six Flags, so it's not like a it's not unexpected, but it was like uh Rian ordered like vegetables and they handed her like orange chicken and she's like I ordered vegetables and she was and the lady working was like 
vegetables. What the fuck are those? And she like handed it back. She was basically Wait. like, it was like you'd walk up and she was like, what do you want? <laughs> so, you know, that, that six flags attitude. Um, then when we were driving back, we stopped and saw, uh, Little Rock Central High. Where there, you know, was famously riots when integration of public schools began. Oh, in, um, in Arkansas? Yeah. Okay, okay. So culture credit, uh, makes you a little sick to the stomach, but it's very fitting to see at a time like now. But I don't want to get too much into politics. Trump 2020. Ugh. Oh, I feel... Ooh. Man. (laughs) We saw some billboards that said that on the way and several uh, bumper stickers. And, of course, in the park, there was at least four people wearing the shirts. And one guy was wearing the shirt and the hat. God. Yeah. That's... I, I would actually... I'm surprised you didn't see more than that in Texas. Yeah, I mean <coughs> That's What you get Where you go, I don't know Is what it is Anyway, had a blast, it was a great time Again, big shots to my girlfriend Rianne uh, Had a great time I am now at 435 you got to get your track record in order, dude, so you can brag about it. We can have an ultimate whose dick is bigger contest. It ranges between, like, 460 and 500. I don't know. I Every time I look at it, it changes. So, I, I've, stopped, I've stopped formally counting in 2013. Um... And there's like a lot of shit that I've written that I forgot I've written. So it just makes it confusing. One of these days. One of these days. Just get your coaster dash count profile in order, man. But is it what is a coaster dash count? That's dot com? That's the one that still works? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Next week, next week that'll be a. Uh, I'll I'll release just like, um, you know, somebody releasing their tax records. I will release my coaster count next week. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Next week, Ben's coaster count, full thing. So here's here's something funny though. So, Rianne's done a lot of traveling internationally for work, and she's a Disney fan. So she's been to every Disney park except for Shanghai. And she's ridden um, Formula Rosa. Nice. But, but she didn't know about like keeping track of a coaster count. 
And when she found out about that, she was like, oh, it's on. You may have uh, set yourself up for danger. Possibly, but, you know. It's not. It's, it's, hey, probably, it's, good. it's probably a good thing. It's You'll, the fun uh, type, at least. Yeah. So, yep, great time. That was the trip. Probably another trip coming up. I'm pretty sure we will have a trip report ready for a Kings Island turnaround trip next week. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm actually trying to hit Silverwood soon. I need to hit it before they close. They're on their Halloween event. Um, and considering it's only, it's like my favorite park and it's only five hours away. So I have to get there soon. Yeah, dude, definitely hit it up. I should text Dr. Don. You sure should. We should, uh, invite him on the show as well. Share some Rob stories. Yeah. And some other fun stories. So, on to our main topic. Six Flags Acquiring Cedar Fair. Now, of course, may not happen, but I think there's a lot of interesting potential there. Yeah, it really depends on what it looks like. If Cedar Fair Parks are still going to operate you know, if they're just going to throw the Six Flags logo on it or if they're going to, like, you know, completely revamp the parks to be Six Flags properties. You know, insert every joke you could imagine. Raptor becoming Riddler's Revenge. Um, Millennium Force becoming, like, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I mean... Drax are becoming Max Force. Maybe, but I feel like if they acquired it, they would acquire the names too. Yeah, that is true. Not as funny to think about, but yeah, that's probably the most likely scenario. Although, um, I wonder if that would include Peanut characters and all that too. They, If they did, they would definitely just brush it aside. Yeah. Yeah, I bet DC, or no, it's Marvel. No, it's DC, right? I was forgetting. Yes, DC. DC. Yeah, I'm sure DC. They make more money. Or no, wait a minute. What am I thinking? They probably pay a shit ton of money for DC. Would it be funny if Six Flags like they drop DC and they just transition all of their Six Flags stuff into Peanuts rides? <laughs> it's like. Uh... Max Force becomes like Charlie Brown's Adventure Express. <laughs> or like just really generic coasters too. Um, Launch Coaster 2. Yeah, see, Roller Coaster Tycoon names would be perfect for that. I mean, I think it's... I mean, if the... I don't know, like if the chain became so big... You know, they had so many properties. The 
I mean, it seems like everything would be distri- you know distributed pretty well, and they might be a little protected. Ride relocations would be more common, which could be a good thing. Um, but I think most people are probably thinking about generally Six Flags parks are not as clean as Cedar Fair parks, and the operations can be hit or more hit or miss. I don't know. In my opinion, I think Cedar Fair definitely wins on operations. At least lately. Yep. This this decade, yes. Decade before, not so much. Yeah, I'm not going to argue recently. But the thing is, like, Six Flags does what they do well. I kind of like that they let all their parks have an individual personality. Yeah, that's true. Because it's it's not like every Six Flags park you go to is the same thing. They all are unique. Whereas, like, the Cedar Fair ones are very homogenized. Yeah, I mean, remember when, um, I mean, Cedar Fair bought, when they bought the Paramount Parks, they, so I think Racer at Kings Island, and maybe Rebel Yell, I honestly don't remember, they had the, they had the blue train backwards, um, so then they changed the Racer to be forwards, just to be in sync with all the other Cedar Fair Parks. Which is so stupid. Yeah. I mean... In Six Flags, it's it would be up to the park, I feel like. Because I know right. that with Six Flags, they manage some parks without actually owning them. Okay, But they're yeah. all under an umbrella of that name. And actually, I found out recently by doing a little research that Frontier City, interestingly, plays a huge role in the development as six, uh, of Six Flags as a company. How so? So, the company that would become Premier Parks was a company that first acquired Frontier City and intended to build, I don't know, malls or apartments or something. But then they found out that it was pretty profitable, so they bought up a bunch of other amusement parks. They became Premier Parks, and then they acquired Six Flags. And that's why Six Flags was headquartered in Oklahoma City. How weird. Yeah, right? Makes sense, though. I don't even know. Remember, um, I'm trying to think where their headquarters, their headquarters are, what, Texas? I'm just guessing. I'd have to Google that. Maybe? I don't really know. Yeah, I guess we'll go to the Google machine here. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, okay, Grand Prairie, Texas, so right between Fort Worth and Dallas. Okay, right probably not terribly far from Six Flags over Texas. Right. 
Which, that makes sense. So. But yeah, like... It's... I don't think Six Flags is a bad operator. I do think, as you said, though, there's a lot of inconsistencies from park to park. Mm-hmm. Well, so so that's kind of one thing I, that or a thought I just had now is, like, what if... Okay, so we've all had very bad experiences with people in park management, whether it's in our careers or our travels or park visits, whatever. So, like, maybe the only thing holding together these super small Cedar Fair parks are, like, that unified, like, uh, you know, cultish Cedar Fair management. Whereas if they were kind of let loose in a Six Flags environment, like, maybe those parks would go to shit. Like, uh, like I wonder how Valley Fair and Michigan's Adventure and Dorney would do under a Six Flags umbrella. Probably better if they were able to do things like install a Larson loop or an SNS free span or um, a Star Flyer, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Like, think about it. If each of those parks got those three rides over the next three years, that'd be, like, an astonishing increase in ride installations at those parks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Granted, the operations might not be as good, but the thing is, like, I think Six Flags aims for quantity over quality, whereas Cedar Fair possibly aims for the opposite. But it seems odd because of, like, the four parks that they don't invest in. Yeah. But, I mean, those those four parks they never invest... The parks they don't invest in are, like... I don't know. I I always consider those as like picnic parks. They're not like that. Their target audience is so locked in and it's so static. And it's probably like, you know, I don't know the actual number. I'm just guessing. But like, let's say Michigan's Adventure pulls in like, I don't know what, 20,000 people a year. It's probably more than that. But I'm just, it's probably like the same 20,000 people. Okay, it's definitely more than that. But you know what I mean? It's probably, like, the same exact people that go every fucking year. Same with Dorney, same with Valley Fair. So, maybe they just... Maybe they realize they don't need to add parks, roller coasters in those parks. Because it's like, well... We don't give a shit about enthusiasts driving four hours up to come visit us with a pass. You know, as long as we can get... You know, some unhappy married couple from the burbs... To bring their four shitty kids in and spend 300 bucks a pop, like... That's all they really need. Yeah, I mean, you might be right because I've heard Michigan's Adventure is, like, extremely profitable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it 
in the it's like uh, I mean everyone in Michigan it's kind of like uh, yeah it's like a day trip you go there for a work event or uh, you know it's like you go camping and then like you stop at Michigan's Adventure so um, yeah I definitely think it's a locked in audience same with Valley Fair I mean when I was at when I was living in Minnesota I mean people talked about Valley Fair it was people would go once a year but it wasn't for anything you know it just was kind of there people were people were going to go regardless because there's nowhere else to go yeah I mean that makes sense but that's like the same as Six Flags though well like okay but Great America you've got two major metropolitan areas with a constant like turbulent population um But I could see, I mean, I could, but although, I mean, Great America was still packed, even those slow years. I mean, what was it? Uh, Dark Knight in 2008? Or no, what what was that? You remember, you know, there was that one phase of like really slow Great America times. It was, uh. Like 09? No, it was before that. It was like they built, uh, Superman, and then there wasn't a single coaster for what? Uh, till Dark Knight it was like wasn't it Superman the Dark Knight to Dark Knight was like a five year gap Raging Cajun okay well can't really count that okay I guess you can yeah you can count that 04 and then Dark Knight and then nothing until fucking um, X-Flight 2012 so that's like nine years without a major coaster, and that park was still slammed. Yeah, but Six Flags always adds something to the park. Like, you see those announcement videos year after year, it's like, let's add something every year to each park. Yeah. Which it would probably really benefit some of those Cedar Fair parks. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely use, like, a, like a, like a super loop or, like you were saying, like, the free spins. I really wish Valley Fair would get a invert. I know that was a big rumor for a while. That park has so much space. It's kind of sad um, that it is where it is because they could do some pretty cool things at that park. Yeah, I mean, but on the other hand, there is the fact that Cedar Fair is the only chain that's adding, like, inverts and big coasters like that really on a grand scale because, like, West Coast Racers got super delayed. Max Force was good, but it was very short. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really only adding <coughs> Jersey... Jersey Devil coaster wise next year so like whereas you know you look at Cedar Fair and they're adding pretty big substantial coasters just to their select parks though Mm -hmm. right yeah well it, it almost seems like Cedar Fair kind of was focusing on you know, they they've it's like they picked 
a focus. So, like, with Carowinds, I mean, that park was considered kind of a shithole, and they didn't really have anything going on for a while. And then, um, within five years, they got a Hyper and then a Giga. And now that park is, you know, a huge hit. Yeah, and I need to get back there and ride those, because... And, like, they kind of did the same thing with King's Island, too. I mean, with between Banshee and now Orion, and I guess Mystic Timbers, too. Um, Diamondback? Oh, yeah, I forgot about Diamondback. Yeah, but, yeah, same thing. Same thing. So, maybe, uh, who knows, if Cedar Fair operates as its own thing, or under Six Flags, maybe they'll, like, have, like, a decade where then they focus on other parks or something. could be but i don't see them stopping with playing favorites because it seems like they have their strategy in mind i don't know right well so uh, well it's kind of funny like um there was uh one of our actually one of our friends um that we both know so he found plans for a GCI coaster in like the Cedar Fair corporate office so he was cleaning like he was cleaning the offices third shift and he found like these uh, plans for a GCI and that was like in 2010 so they probably have some like five master like five six year plan or beyond Was it like Gold Striker? So that's what I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember what the photo actually looked like. Um, it could have been Gold Striker. That actually would make a lot of sense. Being that that would have been like, yeah, 2010. I think Gold Striker was like 05? 06? Or not 05. 2015? I wish I... Yeah, well, I mean... Cedar Fair does have their plans, but, like, it just seems fairly predictable. Oh, 13. Yeah. Of, like, they're going to choose this park, this park, this park, or this park to put a coaster into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, Val Raven would have done pretty well at a different park, I'm sure. <coughs> Not saying that it's bad at Cedar Point. It doesn't fit though. I, it's just weird how. Yeah, like I, as much as I like to bash B and M dive coasters, um, it just doesn't fit in that park. It's weird. It just it's kind of off the radar in the lineup. I mean, I, when I was there last year, so like the for the lines, Gatekeeper had. Like an hour, Millennium Force was an hour and a half, Dragster was an hour and a half, and then Val Raven was like a walk on all day. So it's almost like it's not even popular with guests. So. I mean, it's fun. I don't think it's a great coaster or anything, but I think it would have done much better at a park. 
that could have used like a real signature attraction like that. Yeah. That would have been good at like uh at knots if they had room for it. I don't know if they do. No, but I was picturing don't. I was picturing maybe like um Worlds of Fun. Yeah, they yeah, got, Worlds of Fun would be good. They got plenty of space there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was actually thinking about that too. Like I wonder if Worlds of Fun um, if they regretted those additions, because while Prowler and Patriot are really good rides, um, they haven't really built anything recently, and it's been ten years now. Um, so I wonder if like, or maybe maybe that is the strategy. Maybe Cedar Fair's strategy is to sort of like you pump up a park for a couple of years and then you let it be, with the obvious exceptions of like Cedar Point and stuff, but. Yeah, that might be. So who knows, maybe like, maybe after Orion is built, Kings Island won't get a new coaster for five years or something. Possibly, who knows? It seems like they definitely have their favorites, though. But all in all, I'd say like, Whatever, if regional parks consolidate, that's kind of the way business works. Yeah. So. And no, and that's the other thing. No one, and like with this merger, no one is ever saying that, you know, Cedar Fair people were going to be completely eliminated. It's not like Six Flags is going to take over and push everyone out. Yeah, no. I think it would be just fine if Six Flags bought Cedar Fair and or their parks or whatever capacity it would happen in. I think it would be just fine. Uh. Ooh, all right. With all that said, it's time to pay tribute to a dead ride. So I wanted to pay tribute to the Grease Lightning Shuttle Loop Coasters. Um, I didn't know that there were two of them that were painted the same color. Unless I mixed that up. But there was uh, one that one that was at the Six Flags Discovery Kingdom lot that came from... I believe that one came from Great America. And then there was the other Grease Lightning that was sitting in... <laughs> It went, it went. It went from. It was at Kentucky Kingdom last, and I want to say they parked it at Cliffs. Do you remember that rumor that there was supposed to be like Cliffs was getting that shuttle loop? Oh man! Now that you said that, yeah, that that kind of vaguely sounds familiar. I just don't. I just couldn't find any info on it. Um, but yeah, both of those were the. They were both the counterweight drop shuttle loops that opened or that were bought by Marriott for the Marriott parks. So I do remember the riding Grease Lightning at Kentucky Kingdom. I never got to ride the ones or the one in uh, North Cal. Kind of miss it though. It's a good ride. But do you remember like 
But do you remember how, like, compared to Montezuma's Revenge, Montezuma's Revenge actually went all the way up the back spike. But the Grease Lightning Coasters never did. Only, like, half of the train actually went up it. Oh, shit. Okay, so I rode Grease Lightning at Kentucky Kingdom in 2005. And I last rode Montezuma's Revenge in 2009. So it's been a while. Um, Montezuma's Revenge, though. Or, sorry, what was it? A little hard to remember. Well, Montezuma's Revenge is definitely the better one. And that's the flywheel launch. Not sure if that really made a difference in the launch, but... I mean, Montezuma's Revenge is cool because it went all the way up the back spike. That's, like, the most memorable part. God, I remember remember when we were there for that ERT? Um, yeah. So, I, I was all excited because I got in the last row. And then, all of a sudden, right before they were about to close the gate, some, like, huge acer comes, like, running up out of breath and shit and he like crams himself like into the seat next to me because the seat was open um and he's like all (laughs) and he was like all sweaty and shit and like because Schwartz golf cars are so tiny like I was like crammed in ugh bad memory (laughs) and it was like it was like five six in the morning or some shit it was early but uh that's my memory of that ride yeah you and me and a couple other friends if they, that actually speaking of that that actually was a really good event yeah I had a great time wish they still did it oh they don't no not anymore that's too bad yeah that was a winter coaster solace but yeah, I don't think they do that anymore West All Coast right. Bash Right? Yeah, that's what it is now. We should share that. We should share that story about that. That was fun. Alright, if you want us to tell a fun story about when we went to West Coast Bash 10 years ago in 2009, it's a pretty good story, too. You've got to leave a comment. If we get a comment. If we get an email, anybody out there, if you want to hear this story, drop us a line somehow. Let us know you want to hear it, and we'll tell it. And if you don't, you'll probably hear it eventually. Only depends on uh, how much we drink or how much NyQuil we take, right? So, uh... That's that's on the table. Right now, thank you for listening. Of course, as I was saying, email us at yourfavoritecoastersucks at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CoasterYours, or just search for Your Favorite Coaster Sucks. Uh, we are at Your Favorite Coaster Sucks on Instagram. So follow us there. And of course, we got a page, Your Favorite Coaster Sucks, on Facebook, spelled U R Favorite Coaster S U X. So get in touch, drop us a line, 
And if you're listening on some platform that allows you to leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, do that. Give us a good rating and leave a comment. Just say, your favorite coaster sucks. That'd be cool. And uh, what else? We got a Patreon. So y'all can toss us a bone and we'll keep this shit going. We'll keep this shit going anyway. But it'd be nice to have a bone or two in there to help the hosting costs. So, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Stay tuned next week. We got some more shit coming up for you. Join us next time as we tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. Sorry, I wasn't ready. Join us, join us next time as we tell you why your Your favorite favorite coaster coaster sucks. sucks. And I'm stuck. Sure.